You know, Ben, talk a lot about superheroes mm-hmm. in this podcast. So let's do it again. Sweet. This week we're talking about Batman, everyone's favorite caped crusader. The darkest of nights, Benjamin. Seriously, like that man's brooding. He's dark. He's always depressed. Mm-hmm. But it makes for some fine entertainment. That's true. How messed up is that? We, we, we relish in his pain. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, joining us today to join, talk about this, uh, our, our our favorite Cape Crusader. You can you can mention him, Ben. You can, you can say he's joining us today. Yeah. So we put the Infinity Film Podcast signal up in the sky, and he responded, it's Zach joining us for today. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Here to talk about my favorite emo dude, my favorite brooding dude, my favorite the best goth and the best dad, I guess you could say. Eh, kind of. I don't know. Depends on your version. But yeah, talk about some Batman. It's definitely not the best dad. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know what movie you saw. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Maybe like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, you turn out to be a good, pretty good dad with that first hour and 20 minutes or so. You know what, though? It would be pretty cool to go on missions. So I take that back. Yeah, see? See, he made him dressed up, you know? No, he forgot. He forgot his seatbelt. Nope, nope. What oh, dad yeah. forgets a purse, a child's seatbelt? That's true. He also doesn't wear hockey pads. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that movie and many others here. So Ben, here's how we set it up: the ten live-action Batman movies, including Snyder Cut, and uh, we, 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 we might as well just throw in Lego Batman as well, because yep. who doesn't love Legos and who doesn't love Batman? Mm-hmm. And Lego Batman, that was a that was a perfect marriage right there. So we're, we're gonna talk about that. We originally said no animated movies, and then uh we're like, oh, but Lego's so good. So we threw yeah. that one in. Yeah. And I wanted to include Mask of Phantasm also, but that's a pretty damn good Batman movie. Well, maybe we'll talk about some animated movies if we have time at the very end. But okay. for now, guys, and we always start with the question of the day. And mm-hmm. you know, our rundown, we have a separate question. But for this episode, why don't we do two? Oh, okay. It's a holiday weekend, Ben. So let's get crazy. Dynamic duo. I know another question of the day. Let's get let's get out there. Getting really crazy today, Ben. Getting really crazy. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I'm glad you caught on. Yes, I'm. I'm so proud of you right now. Okay, (laughs) great. So, what is everyone's favorite Batman video game? That is the question of the day. And I'll go first. It's Arkham Knight for me. But I want to go to our guest next, Ben. Zach. Does it have to be a Batman game or like Batman? In See, here we go with Zach's like, you know, <laughs> here we go. I have five minutes. <laughs> because I have an unpopular opinion. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> actually. Think, actually, I think anyone he's, he's feet. Well, I didn't ask the question. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> Oh, no, it's Zach's turn to answer the question. I mean, look, okay. he's going to say, I, look, you know what? I'm just going to back up and wait to see until we, let's hear, let's hear his answer, Ben. Let's just hear his answer. One he's featured in. I'm trying to think. Oh, hell. Because Batman Origins, I'm just kidding. I don't play that <laughs> um, Man, it's, it's, it's only one answer. It's the best Batman game to ever be made. Bat- Arkham City. Easily got me into more Batman, got me more into a lot of the villains and characters, and yeah, that's like the best Batman game. Arkham City is fun. I like work, I like Arkham City a lot. 
That's my answer too. Uh, especially with the story. Gosh, that ending was crazy. <laughs> I didn't see that going. Uh, but also a shout out, as always, to the Lego Batman video game, which yep. is a lot of fun. I yeah. want to give a mention to the Telltale game. That game was awesome. Yeah, I never oh. finished that one. I got to. I love those games. It's cool. And yet you have Catwoman on PS2. The first one. <laughs> yes, I did. Now we're talking about Batman. That's kind of the same. <laughs> no, no. I don't even know why I brought it up. <laughs> Damn it. All right. I should also say, Ben, our, our buddy Kenneth. What's going to be here tonight? He couldn't make it. He went out bowling with the family. Family is always important. But damn it, Kenneth. Come on. I'm just kidding. So like he's here. He, what'd you say? Just like Fast and Furious family. Brings us all together. Let's not involve Kenneth in, in Fast and Furious. Let's not put that. Let's 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 not subject Kenneth to that. Okay. Let's let's not let's not do that to okay. Kenneth. All right, Kenneth is better than Fast and Furious. But anyway, we did include his list in our ranking. Yes. Um, and we're gonna stick to that. So Maybe he'll show up later. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But for now, it's just Zach. So, you know. Awesome. Okay, yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) We will jump right into it. So as you said, 11 movies here on the list. And we did a combined raking this time. Uh, We've been doing the tier list recently, but we didn't do that this time. So uh, number 11. Oh, also, I want to start off saying my list is quite different from y'all's. So <laughs> this, uh, I, was, I was a little upset with this ranking. But anyway, number 11. <laughs> Just throw that in there. Uh, number 11. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. All right. Batman and Robin. Come I'm going to go to the bathroom. Bye. Five see you later. Points. All right. We'll see you. Uh, I didn't get a chance to rewatch this one for, for this episode, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's so bad that you can have fun with it, yep, <laughs> especially exactly. with Schwarzenegger's uh mr freeze and i they they use his arc or from what i know from the comics which is a tragic arc uh and 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 really you know powerful stuff but of course with schwarzenegger and the cheesiness around it then it's not so good in the movie but i don't know uma thurman showing up as poison ivy is pretty cool i don't know it's i I think it's it's okay decent fun what's that it's a great casting choice Mm-hmm. Like the casting is kind of there at times. Like mm-hmm. at least like during the time, at least the Silverstone. Yeah, that that's the kind of okay barber choice. Is was it a good ex- execution? Probably not. But George Clooney, he has a good. He's a group. He's a good Bruce, not a great Bruce, a good Bruce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And Alfred is you know is Michael Gow. I like that he yeah stuck through from the Burton to the Schumacher films. And the, I mean, they gave him kind of a, an arc in this one too, which was interesting, which yeah. we, in the live action, well, I, I guess kind of the Batman a little bit, but not quite to this extent uh, do we see Alfred have such an arc. So and the Nolan trilogy, I would say, maybe. A little bit, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's on his deathbed in this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, to that extent is what I meant. But yeah, Nolan does give him some stuff. And Bane is a total waste. <laughs> Bane is probably, probably the worst. I you forget these. Yeah. About Catwoman, 2004. <laughs> but at least that's a different character. This is straight up Bane, and he's just moping around, stomping his feet, and just a total, total disrespect to the character. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And the Rod, 
<laughs> You're back from the bathroom. Anything? Say on um, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Fuck no. no. No, absolutely not. This movie's terrible. It's trash. I heard Bane. I was like, shit. How much did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, we're still talking about Batman and Robin. Yep. Uh, we can move on. I, 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 yeah, no, we we can move on. You don't want to freeze and talk about this one? Not one bit. No. Okay. You don't want to talk about bat nipples for a minute? Nope. Especially not that. <laughs> not talking about bat nipples. You don't want to talk about the scene where uh, nope. Batman flies down like nope. uh, Fred Flintstone? Nope. Down. What's number 10? What's, what's, what's number 10? <laughs> all right. All right, everyone. Chill. Let's oh, go to <laughs> let's go to number 10. Uh, Batman Forever. Coming nope. at 12 points. I go back to that. I'm just kidding. I don't have to go. <laughs> This one was a childhood favorite, uh, or not favorite, but I enjoyed this one as a child for me. Uh, Kenneth and I both have it at eight, looks like. And I don't know, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, He made me laugh as a kid. And Tommy Lee Jones is interesting (laughs) choice as as Two-Face, especially with the, what is it, like the orange and purple kind of split thing he has. But... Yeah, it's 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 not that good. Uh, now watching it back, I watched it the other day, and uh, yeah, this was uh, Sh- Joel Schumacher's first foray into the franchise. He definitely has a certain style and and way of presenting the characters and everything that's could be fun, I guess. But I just yeah, I'm not into it. And also the detective work here, <laughs> I laughed out loud. Oh, also, Val Kilmer is a good Batman. I will say that I do like him, but the, what they what they give him to do isn't so great. But he has some cool action scenes and stuff. But his detective work here, when he uh, they get to Mister E, and he's like, "Hmm, mystery. What's another word for mystery?" And out of nowhere, Alfred goes, "Enigma, sir," because that's a normal thing to say. And he's like, "Enigma, E, Enigma, Edward, Nick. I, I got it. We solved it." And it's just a matter of seconds, and it's ridiculous. So that's about all I got. <laughs> Zach, what say you? Uh, I don't remember much of this movie. I'm going to be honest. I didn't have time to rewatch it. Um, I was too busy sipping over Rebecca Hall to even <laughs> give this movie a chance. But, uh, yeah, I remember watching as a kid and being like, okay, I like Nolan. And kind of just moving on from there. And uh, I... I <sighs> Jim Carrey is a good Riddler. I will say he does play the part well. Um, that's probably the biggest highlight. I did not like Tommy Lee Jones. I did not like watching the movie. Like, why is the guy from Men in Black Two-Face? This is so <laughs> cartoony. And I just, there's just a lot that just did not work for me. I heard there's a Schumacher cut out there or like Man Bat or something, but I, I don't care, man. L- l- let's just move on. It just, just not a great, not, from what I remember, just not that memorable and i don't know it just as the kids say a mid movie so roger <sighs> don't care much a good batman cool yep no i look it's it's not as terrible as batman and robin i was actually kind of like even when i first watched this i think i was like seven or eight i watched mm-hmm. this very very young and I was always kind of just like I always admired Jim Carrey's kind of like kooky performance or whatever. I thought it was you know it was fine. Uh, I just like the story wasn't really memorable to me. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of it. And then the next time I watched it, 
was in college and I realized the error in my ways and that movie really isn't that good. I thought, I thought it was that good in the first place, but maybe it was just worse than I even imagined it was, but it's not Batman and Robin, but it is a movie I would like to forget. Okay. Uh, one of the good behind the scenes stories I've heard is that uh, well, not even behind the scenes, it was like at a dinner restaurant or something that Jim Carrey was at the same restaurant as Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> and he came up to him and was like, Hey buddy, how you doing? And mess with him and stuff. And Tommy was sick of him from working <laughs> with him all the time and jokes. And he said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery, which is just excellent <laughs> choice of words. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Just <laughs> in public. Uh, I'm gonna say that to my uh, Instagram haters. That comment. Oh, do it, do it. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, this is where the list starts to hurt for for me personally, uh, and and probably Zach too. Coming in at number nine, at seventeen measly points is Batman Returns. Yep, Zach is is pouting. Uh, you you talk about this one, Zach. Why is this number nine? <laughs> you know what? All right. Y'all don't appreciate the gothic aspects. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just blessing with y'all. Um, so this one is not a Batman movie, all right? It's not, like, that well-made of a Batman movie. I can understand that. But Batman Returns is full of Burton's style and the way he can incorporate the elements of Penguin and Dane DeVito's perform- gross performance, honestly, but really, really great. And like the makeup, the production, Michelle Pfeiffer has an incredible arc throughout the whole movie. And Rod, I know you're listening to this, but it's true. Her performance as Catwoman is amazing. Um, it's a great gothic type of movie. And I feel very under pressure right now because Rod's just looking at me. <laughs> but that's pretty much all I can say right now. Until I came wrap some more thoughts in my head. Watching it back, yeah, I, I like. I guess I kind of like you said it, it's not a great Batman movie, but I feel like it is a decent superhero movie because the it it tackles the dichotomy kind of 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 uh, you know being civilian, I guess, <laughs> person without superheroes or superpowers. And well, Batman didn't even have superpowers. Someone without her heroic ability or whatever, uh, a plebeian, and uh, and someone with the uh, super suit and everything. And then, I mean, at the end, if we're going into spoilers, Batman rips his mask off to try to talk Catwoman down. Like that was pretty. That's pretty shocking, I think, uh, for a movie. Yeah, and like yeah, like you said, Michelle Pfeiffer really dove into the role. She has a cool arc. Um, but there, yeah, there is some, there's some weird jokes, <laughs> even like adult jokes that are, that are odd to me. And Penguin running for mayor was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> a little was, bit of a stretch? Yeah. <laughs> even though his acting's cool and stuff. And the, the penguins with rockets, I think is just cool, campy fun. So 
Agreed. I totally agree. I got more thoughts about this movie now. As okay. I'm trying to remember, because <laughs> I just saw this movie like three months ago, but uh-huh. I'm trying to remember it more. Um, yeah, the penguin stuff is really cool. Um, there's a point in the movie where Catwoman and Penguin like interact. At, I guess Penguin's like hut, whatever, or like his or his bait, his attic. That was yeah. a really bad pacing moment. It just yeah. didn't fit well. Um, there's there's a just everything with Michelle Pfeiffer though besides that was amazing like the whole like just the whole makeup production of her coming back from the dead and walking to her apartment because we already saw what her routine is so seeing it in a different light that was really cool and her making the costume was amazing um I think there is a lot of too much cheesy moments of action like the bat gadgets when he's beating up the thugs but it's just it's a great Christmas movie I'll say that over a great it's not a great batman movie but it's a great christmas movie and it's a great superhero movie comic book movie okay okay uh christopher walken too is is pretty good in it his interactions with Catwoman woman were pretty good i thought rod finally this actually isn't a bad movie it's not bad that's pretty good okay so i'm gonna get that out there first but you guys are right. This is not a great Batman movie. This reminds me a lot of 2006's Superman Returns. There's a lot of good character work done in Superman Returns. But it's not a good Superman movie because the action in Superman Returns is terrible. The best action scene is when Superman lands a plane on a baseball field. And the best action scene in Batman Returns? When Batman and Catwoman fight for the first time, maybe? I don't know. That was entertaining, I guess. I don't know. The Batman did it better, but we'll talk about that later. Well, look, listen. The performances, I I agree with you guys. They're all great. I I think this is Michelle Pfeiffer's movie, and this is kind of my problem I've had with the Michael Keaton Batman movies, is that he keeps getting overshadowed by his supporting cast. It happened in Batman 1989, and it happened again with this movie. That being said, I am not the biggest Danny DeVito fan in uh, uh, in this particular movie. I, I thought it just felt a little too cartoony for me, Zach. Honestly, I get the whole gothic thing you, you said. I don't know. I didn't really get that with this movie. This film kind of felt a little too campy for, for, for my liking. Now, I also have Batman 1989 kind of low, but that's for a different reason. As far as Batman Returns goes, like I said, everything not dealing with the superheroics, I liked everything when they're actually there's superhero stuff going on i i didn't really fully appreciate and i still don't i i just think of this i don't know just call this catwoman seriously just call this catwoman the real catwoman movie zach not the crap fest that we got in 2000 what was that four so i i don't know it's it's not a terrible movie though like i was making you guys believe i thought it was it's not it's just there are other batman movies that i think are better but it's it's not it's it's a pretty solid movie yeah i can understand that like if looking at that perspective yeah i totally agree it's not a great batman movie and keaton is like in the background most of the time this is through and through michelle Pfeiffer's story and devito's uh penguin and like him coming back or trying to become you know the penguin and such but the one thing that i will say about the movie and it's more a behind the scenes thing how burton was kind of not for i guess force is a very strong word but he was like really told by warner brothers to make this movie so he made it as weird as possible and like made it full on through like burton 
and it was really during that era like peak burn with edward scissorhands and stuff it just fits right in kind of like with Raimi, you can say with multiverse of madness adding in like cameos and stuff and him doing it his way it kind of has that same aspect to it and um yeah that i i kind of agree with you there rod it's not a great batman movie but so i think a really good movie i will say though this batman movie features one of my favorite closing shots of Eddie's comic book movie with the bat symbol and Catwoman rising up. I was like, oh my God, yes. It's too bad they didn't follow up on that at all. So uh, The Flash 2022 or 2023, whenever it comes out <laughs> on HBO Max. I hope they do something with that. I would like to, I would like to know. I mean, well, look, Michelle Pfeiffer went to the MCU. She got tired of waiting around. So yeah, she was in the, what was it? What's it called? Yeah, man, the wasp using too much busy in the quantum realm for there we the go. first hour and a half of that movie, and then the last twenty minutes she decides to show up and do stuff. So I was gonna yeah. say Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Honestly, kind of. <laughs> My little tidbit for this movie is: I learned that um, after the success of 1989's Batman, McDonald's was like, "All right, we're doing some toys for this one. This will be great." And then Burton made the movie, like you said, Zach, as, as weird as he could. And I guess showed it to executives or whatever. And they were like, hell no. <laughs> Kids are not watching this. And we're not making toys of this weird stuff. So I think they backed out. <laughs> uh, but, anyway. but this funny, at my local like used like, collectible store, I yeah. saw three hot toys of this movie. Oh, so yeah. they have made toys now. Yes. <laughs> Just really Good. expensive ones. Yeah. <laughs> sweet that's good to good to hear all right number eight coming in at 20 points this one hurts me this is batman 1989 so we got schumacher's and uh burton's in the very bottom here um this one i have it number two i, I love this movie and i know it's kind of campy but i don't know i i love keaton in all his roles so him coming in as batman was cool and as i understand back in the day he was known more as a comedian at this time on uh you know doing shows and stuff and people were like what you're gonna have him and i thought he did really well uh i mean arguably he is a better i guess bruce than batman but i don't know i i like him a lot um he's really threatening that first time at the i think it's ace chemicals when the guy's like who are you He's like, I'm Batman, and you know, throws him off. It's so good. Jack Nicholson is awesome as the Joker. I didn't really think about him overshadowing, but I guess he he does, kind of like you were saying, Rod, with with Catwoman in the sequel. That and this one, when you think '89, you kind of think of Jack Nicholson more. But oh, he has some great lines. Uh, this town needs an enema at the end, and I love when um, the uh was it vicky fail the character she says uh like oh you're crazy and he's like oh i thought i was a pisces it's just so so funny <laughs> there's so many random funny lines um and then it ends up at the at the church at the end dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and elfman's score which is good for both of the ones he did but especially this one i love uh waltz to the death that plays that church scene at the end is is so cool and that was used again in the um the lego batman video game too and then of course the main theme song is played a bunch and uh one of the best superhero themes i think so yeah i could i could go on and on but i i really i really like this one 
uh, feel like of the these classic older ones that you know if you haven't watched them in a while, three listeners give give this one a chance, especially since it's at the top <laughs> or higher up than the other ones on our list. So, uh, Zach, what you got? Um, this is another one I haven't seen in a while. But okay. I- not liking it or i like okay not, i like it it's a it's an okay movie it's just not the, my favorite batman movie i like it more than or i like it more than forever and robin but i like it less than returns i had this at number nine i had returns at number five i forgot to mention that last but this one it just wasn't enough burton for me as much as i'm a burton fan to be honest it just wasn't enough i didn't it just I like Nicholson as Joker. I think that's probably the biggest highlight for me. He's a great Joker. Um, probably like easily like if he's you know wasn't he he would still be the best Joker in my opinion because he just plays it so well and so good. Uh, Keaton is good in it. Um, he's just not my favorite Batman. I don't know. He's just not like even with returns. He's just not my favorite Batman. So it's gonna be interesting to see him in the Flash movie. This is gonna be the last Keaton movie we talk about. Um, is is gonna be interesting to see him and see the Batmobile and hear like that classic Batman theme. But I don't know. It just wasn't. It just I just I don't know. <laughs> I like the more gritty emo Batman more. That's just me. Yeah, I again kind of like Returns. This is not really a great Batman movie, but I think it's a pretty good Bruce Wayne movie. I. Uh... <sighs> I, I look. I like I said when you call Batman Returns Catwoman, you can call this Joker. You really could because this this really just focused more on Jack Nicholson, and he is so so good in this. I love the reveal, the slow reveal after he gets you know kind of contaminated. Um, you know, with, I love that reveal. I actually like Vicky Vale a lot as a love interest. I thought she brought a lot to the table. I thought her and, and Bruce had a really good back and forth. I wish she was back. She wasn't back in Returns. They, you know, I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know if there's like a behind the scenes reason Ben why she didn't come back for, for Batman Returns, but it would have been nice. It would have been cool to see her back because they built up a really good relationship. My problem actually with these Michael Keaton Batman movies, they really didn't. I don't like this Alfred at all. <laughs> I think this Alfred's kind of dull for me. I mean, compared to, I don't, I don't want to compare him to Michael Caine, but I, it's it's hard because Michael Caine is the quintessential Alfred, in my opinion. But I even like Andy Serkis' Alfred more, and I even like Jeremy Irons' Alfred more. I, this Alfred's just not that memorable to me, and I think that's kind of part of what makes these Batman movies so great, the ones we're going to talk about later. And I think that relationship is important to Bruce, and to Batman, and I, I just I, I wasn't getting that with this movie, but I liked a lot of the side care, a lot a lot of the supporting characters, and I like how Gotham's explored here. I did like how Gotham really kind of felt like this slimy, you know, gritty kind of a city. So I thought that they did a job. Burton did a good job of making Gotham feel really dirty and and all that. But at the end of the day, it's a good movie. It's another good movie, just not a great Batman movie. But it's a solid character study for Bruce. I looked up the Vicky Vale thing, or like why she didn't come back. Um, apparently, there was just like I guess creative differences, and mm. since Burton really didn't have much to do of his own style in this one, and like he did with Returns, I think he said they were just too muddled. It'd be too much with him and Michelle Pfeiffer, or with her and Michelle Pfeiffer 
as two love interests. I think it just she did. That's like that's a, okay. That's a, that's actually a valid reason right there. Yeah. Not like today where a created difference. Okay, Kathleen Kennedy. Okay, Kenneth Like yeah, created differences. <laughs> All right, sure. So that's like that's a valid reason. Still sucks though. All right, number seven, 21 points, one point higher is Batman versus Superman. I'm, I had this one the lowest on my list, so I'll give someone else to sing its praises. I'll, uh, I'll go first on this one because let's take a trip down memory lane, gentlemen. Let's go all the way back to 2013 first when they announced Batman v Superman at Comic-Con. And I will die on this hill saying that is one of the three greatest Comic-Con moments ever. And I wasn't even there. But someone recorded it on YouTube, and they and and uh, man, that announcement was badass. That was what a way to to do that. I think he read a line from uh, a Batman Batman. Uh, uh, what, what's the comic, Zach? What I'm what what am I thinking of? The uh, Dark Knight Returns uh, book or a run, and then they of course they they bought the Man of Steel logo and then the bat symbol. That was just a badass Comic Con moment right there. Then a couple years later, they did the trailer that that, kind of, that like four almost four minute Comic Con trailer, and that trailer was awesome. And of course, then 2016 happened. But before the actual movie got released, they released this trailer with Doomsday, which was a terrible effing mistake. I was so mad. I really like Mark. I hope whoever decided to release that, I hope that entire marketing department got fired after that because. Look, obviously, they're going to make up at the end, obviously. And they're probably going to fight somebody. But did you have to show us? Did you have to? So, you know, I started having a little bit of doubts. But then they released another trailer in February. That was awesome. And my the, the hype was so big for me for this that this I was looking more forward to that than Captain America Civil War. I really was. Like, this was, I mean, Batman and Superman fighting. I mean, we have been looking forward to that for years. And so we finally got on the big screen. And of course, Snyder fans, we all love what he did with Man of Steel just three three years prior. And yeah, I still remember going to see this with some college friends. And just that whole car ride home was just a silence, dead silence. That theatrical cut is a effing mess, guys. It is bad, really, really bad. But then something happened July of 2016. Or actually, it was June of 2016. There was a trailer for the Ultimate Edition. And I was like, oh, man, Ultimate Edition. Okay. I mean, it can't be that much better than the theatrical cut. Really? It's a pretty night and day difference, guys, of how, uh, to me at least, I think that extended cut, going back one more time. Do you guys remember before the movie came out, there was test screenings uh, that they did for, for Batman v Superman? It was like all over Twitter and stuff. People were talking about a YouTube, you know, YouTube movie critics were talking about it whatever and everyone was like giving it high praise and look it's a test screening at a studio but we get it you know it, of course it's going to get high praise but for this in particular this was like the apparently the best test screen that they had ever ever did obviously they showed them that three hour cut not the two and a half hour cut because that three hour cut is a worldwide as a just not a night and day difference and the main reason why is because of superman they actually gave Clark Kent a story instead of him moping around for two and a half hours. I liked seeing him actually doing some detective work and going to Gotham and doing all that stuff. I thought that was great. I uh, gave more context to the Africa storyline, which was really confusing in the, in the theatrical cut. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I, I have become much more of a fan of this movie than I originally was. And part of that was meeting people like Zach and Kenneth online in the film community. I've given Zach and Kenneth my apologies in the past. Uh, I still don't like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, Lex Luthor. I think that was a total miscast. And I think, do, including Doomsday, was a mistake. And the reveal of the Justice League was stupid. If anything, I've just come to the conclusion, if you had to do that, you do that in the post credit scene. You don't do that during the middle of the movie. Because they were trying to do a lot. Of that Because I was like in the midst of that, and then we're getting ready to see Clark and, and Bruce fight. So it was just a lot going on. And I'll I'll admit to Zach, the Batman v Superman fight at first, I was a bit underwhelmed by. I was like, that didn't last as long as I thought it should have. I thought we kind of Batman beat him. Honestly, I thought Superman kind of got chipped in this entire movie. Chipped in this entire movie, I really did. I was like, Superman throwing a a couple more punches. That really felt like a more of a Batman heavy, you know, Batman favorite fight than a Superman favorite fight or an even playing field. But I digress. Because I really like what they did with Superman and, and you know the, the the kind of his story of you know should he be here should he not be here and I was gonna I was gonna let Zach talk about it but I can't Ben Affleck's Batman and Bruce Wayne is so fucking good I love seeing this grizzled just angry Batman I because it, it was something different than what Christian Bale had done prior. And I liked how we didn't really get that Playboy Bruce Wayne in this. We got we got that angry, just bitter. And they did the perfect setup in that first ten minutes of showing him in the uh, Battle of Metropolis. I loved all that stuff. The score is excellent, and I thought the introduction of Gal Gadot was going to be a mess. It turns out to be actually one of my favorite things about that movie too. So I thought her inclusion was great. I just didn't like the whole. PDF at Adobe uh, of her looking at the, uh, you know, all that stuff. But other than that, I have my issues for sure. But I, I have come to appreciate this movie a lot more as the years go on. So I know that was a lot, guys, but I'm going to shut up now and let Zach talk. Finally. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, just, I had a lot to say about this one. No, because I agree with you a lot. And you set it up perfectly. I had the kind of similar experience uh, when it first came out. But back to the powerpoint real quick you don't like how they play the wonder woman theme it's just the most intense powerpoint you've ever seen <laughs> yeah that, that's so many sucks. issues with that it's <laughs> <laughs> so bad to watch and look back on um yeah so i was like really hyped for this movie obviously and when it came out i was like once like no this was a great movie guys this was a really good movie y'all didn't know and then I saw the Ultimate Edition. I was like, "Yeah, that theatrical cut, theatrical cut. I'll probably never watch ever again." That Ultimate Edition is just so much better, so much more fleshed out, like you said. Um, as a Batman movie, or as we're gonna count it kind of as a Batman movie, he Ben Affleck, like I said, is freaking amazing here, and probably it's Pattinson is really is my favorite Batman, but he's he, Affleck was my favorite for a while, just because of how like you said, like gritty and like just. Ugh, he is and he still has that playboy side which i love but it's so subtle when he's laying in bed with the women or like with the two like that is bruce wayne but also batman you know it's just they play hand to hand and then like him like going inside the uh, i forgot what like facility but when uh is when he's like hacking into the system whatever of that, that was uh, at uh lex's uh party yeah, uh, fundraiser yeah, party. That party yeah how like he just switches like that smiling all brucey and then he goes to a serious detective mode 
so good so so good uh i was the same way with the fight too i was underwhelmed at first and i was like oh that was it but then looking the back I and mean, with like the context of like superman and then just how batman approached it it's a badass freaking fight and then in the 4k resolution of it it's beautiful man snyder is just a beautiful ass director when his style is like hitting and um it, it was just so great uh, i do like superman's elements i love the I don't like Jesse Eisberg as Lex Luthor, but I like his ideals of what he was trying to do. I like that. I like the story. It was just a bad casting choice of performance. I like the whole uh, grandmother's peach tea scene. I, that's very, it's tongue in cheek, but it's very depressing. And then like seeing that whole scene happen and then how he captures Martha is very, um, is very chilling and seeing Superman just fall to his knees so quickly because he's a mama boy and just hits so hard um the whole batman warehouse scene i'm surprised you didn't mention it that uh, <laughs> i was gonna leave that to you because i, I spoke i yeah. talked too much so i was not leave that to you <laughs> that, that thing's amazing dude especially like the kind of like ultimate edition being kind of r-rated in a sense it's a little bit more brutal there's one shot that's apparently so that's all practical and stuntman work is a dude that lands on his neck like that he like stunt. that's that's a stuntman he actually did that and it's like so cool to see and one you say what you want batman doesn't kill we get that it's still cool to see when he freaking is murdering people like this and it's uh it's just so cool i love the horror elements too of like him uh branding people and like him in the corner like in the shadows that is batman as well that was really cool um yeah this is just like a really great movie to me i do agree the doomsday stuff is like too much it, it, it was very like last minute it felt like and like but it's still the fight scene one woman's music is still i'm gonna say again cool it's a very like a lot of fan worthy moments throughout that make me go back and rewatch it um and bat and ben affleck as bruce wayne batman is the main uh reason we're gonna talk about another movie later on that's another reason and like just it plays it all well together but um yeah batman v superman is a great movie to me i always love this movie even though it has terrible moments like the powerpoint i will say too before ben goes like i i i'm still not a fan of i don't know if it's casting or just how snyder has used her but i've said it's a lot of how snyder has used amy adams lois lane i still don't like what they've done with her and in, in, the, in the all three movies but i think she does the best her best work in this movie personally i i, I just I don't know. Something's just off with that. I don't know if it's her or if it's just what she's given to do. I think it doesn't fit her acting style, you can say. No. I think that's what it is. And it, it is getting kind of confusing towards the end that she goes and throws the kryptonite spear, then goes back to go get it, and then it's drowning. It's like so, it's like Snyder really didn't have much, didn't know how to write her and where she should be at. So he just had that filler in there and then the whole martha scene we're gonna probably we i'm surprised we didn't talk about it but i'm like, sure ben will oh yeah um i don't i'm gonna be honest man i don't see the problem with it it makes like it's his mom i i so, get so it. you and i have had plenty of discussions in the past on instagram about I me mean, we did a whole debate actually on it years ago yeah yeah i I get what you're saying. I can I actually talk to Kate Kate's reviews too about this also. Like I, I get where they were going with it or what they were trying to do with it. And they set it up in that prologue. Yeah. I, I just 
for some reason it didn't connect it felt almost a little like tim burton cartoony a little bit for me i don't know that it's just something the way it was executed didn't work for me but i i i, I appreciate what they were trying to do with it yeah i think it was ben affleck's acting how he just switches on a dime yeah like, that name? <laughs> it just like freaks the hell out about it that's what really kind of like you can like that could have been done a little bit better um, speaking of the opening, that opening is amazing. That I'm glad they kind of like just brushed, not like brushed through it, but you know, like told it in the Snyder style, kind of like everybody hates the movie, but I don't. Sucker Punch, like that whole opening scene in Sucker Punch, where it's like Emily Browning's character is being taken away and stuff. It had that same feel, and it's just great seeing Snyder like basically make a comic book panel out of like that opening pro like beginning. That whole movie's a prologue to Madam Web. That was a simp movie before Sims 3. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is very true. It, it started my love for Gal Gadot, So Yep, see, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'll try not to be too much of a Debbie Downer in this one. Uh, I, I had this one at the very bottom uh, on my list. It's just, to me, I, I don't know what I'm missing, but it's just, for me, it's not that fun. And the the sore thumb places that you guys pointed out just stick out too much for me um especially that like you said the, the video log that's how you introduce the you know dc's earth's mightiest heroes if you will and yeah gal Gadot, wonder woman is awesome but she just walks around at first and then shows up at the end um and i yeah the, the martha scene i the idea is there and I even read, I think, what like the writers were trying to do with it, and it made sense what they were saying, but it just didn't come across on the screen, I think, or came across campy, like you were saying. So, yeah, it, if the ideas were there, but yeah, I don't know. The I will agree. The uh, Ultimate Edition I watched recently, it is a lot better, and even even makes sense, which the theatrical didn't. Uh, There's several things that just didn't make sense, just random. So. Yeah, that if you're gonna watch it, uh, watch that one. But I don't know. It's just to me, it's 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 too dark for my style. If this movie had come out during WB's new leadership, they would have they they would have actually had the balls to release that three hour cut theatrically instead of doing a two and a half hour movie and then doing an ultimate edition three months later. Um, that that that's how I feel like under this new leadership of WB. But well, I mean, we'll never know. But I do feel I I do feel for Snyder that he once again got his actual version gypped by the studio sharks. So you know he should have used that shark repellent spray. Am I right? All right. So Boom. oh come on, <laughs> cut, deep cut. Okay, <laughs> number five and number six were tied at twenty six. Funnily enough. So I did a little extra math here and uh, coming in just below it with the average mean. Uh, number six is The Dark Knight Rises. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Well, yeah, the movie, right? Between. We're booing the movie, right? <laughs> oh, we got to talk. We got to uh, talk. Uh, yeah, Rod, you go first. <laughs> you had it at three. Three. My thoughts were last. I'm saying my thoughts. I'm gonna let you two go first. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because I got a lot to say. I want to just counter everything you two. Where'd you had it been? Oh boy. Fans. Um, <laughs> so I have it at four. I have it at eight. Yeah. 
Oh, I know. I knew it was going to be low because I saw you. I saw you and Kenneth Frank, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie's not going to be in the top five. Kenneth had at seven, by the way. Go ahead, Zach. So I say, I guess it's I the lowest. Um, look. So I Wrong. had Batman. <laughs> I had Batman v Superman at six, and then I had this one at eight. The reason being, this movie is too damn long, and the pacing is so. Bad. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The yeah. ultimate edition of BVS <laughs> is three hours long. <laughs> and it's paced perfectly. <laughs> this one, there's like a standstill in the third act after Bane takes over. That is so boring. I get it. I get it. He's rising above. I get it. But it's so paced so poorly. And then he comes into the city, a lockdown city, like nothing has happened. He just walks from the shadows. It's like I'm Batman. That's true. (laughs) You got me. All right, my argument. I all my criticism has been taken away. You got me. (laughs) No, okay. So I don't hate this movie. I really don't. I have it. My rating is like three and a half out of five stars. I do not hate this movie. It's just not. There's just so many things that kept it from being a great movie, and I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, it's it's not like The Dark Knight. It's not as good as The Dark Knight. It's like, no, I knew it was never going to be as good as The Dark Knight. That's like impossible at the top. This one, it was just not that paced. It wasn't paced great. The writing wasn't the strongest from Nolan, and there there is one scene in this movie that's pretty damn awful that I'm shocked made the cutting, like, make the cut. And we all know what it is. It's the death of um oh, what's her name? Uh Maria Talia. Talia. Yeah, yeah, Talia. Her death, man, dude, that is some lifetime. What are you movie. talking about, man? You didn't know Mike her death. That was barely that was better performed than, than the movie. <laughs> um Star Wars people. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the top five worst deaths in modern blockbuster history. Anyways. I do like Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. She is a great Catwoman. Um, she has a cool suit. It's, everything's cool. She's a cool, cool, cool Catwoman. Uh, Tom Hardy is a... Tom Hardy? What was that? Come here, Sip. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right, all right, shoot me. I like brunettes, all right? Anyways, um, Tom Hardy as Bane... <laughs> Tom Hardy as Bane is really, really cool. You know what? He's He's a cool... He, he's a cool dude. I like when he breaks his back. And why cool. didn't you have my movie higher, Zach? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, we're going to do a round of pressure today. <laughs> um, I don't like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. I do not like him. Is he supposed to be Nightwing? I don't know, man. I don't know who. Robin? No, wait, he's Robin. My bad. See, I don't even fucking know anymore. It's just so, it was such a rush ending and it just wasn't it for me. Michael Caine, though, as Alfred, this is his best Alfred performance. You cannot tell me a grown man does not cry this movie when he sees Michael Caine crying. It's just so good. Oh, so, so good. Um, other than that, man, it's just, I just wish there was more. Um, it just felt kind of rushed and felt like Nolan didn't really know how to conclude this story. And with how I have Batman Begins so low on my list, I feel like he didn't know how to make a trilogy for this character, in my opinion. But he knew how to make great moments, and he has one basically perfect movie. 
he has one perfect movie in this trilogy. I just wish this finale was just a little bit more grand. I do love how Batman saves the city, though. And I love that final shot. That final shot is perfect. It's a great way to end the trilogy. But writing-wise, as a full movie, it just did not click for me after all these years. So I like it more than you, but I don't love it as much as Rod, I think. Yeah, and I can I, I see the criticisms and stuff for it, but then still I just have a a pretty good time watching it and the good like you said, the good moments. The the good moments really, really shine for me. So the yeah, the redemption, you know, coming back after uh being a recluse and everything for, for Batman or Bruce Wayne and uh yeah, taking taking down Bane. I think Bane's really cool. I know people didn't really like him because it was different than the comics, but uh, better than Batman and Robin. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, and like you said, he's a really cool character. I like that 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 like bomber jacket and the the voice uh, changer and stuff he has and everything. So yeah, I think it's it's really cool. The uh, one of the standout scenes too is the football field that's collapsing, players running and everything. That was really cool uh national anthem before is like really eerie and stuff the yeah the the moments are really cool and the the scenes are cool but it yeah some of the if you look too hard i guess you find a lot of uh, problems with it which i can understand but yeah i like it all right so i know rod you're going to defend it a lot so let's we run the clock i'm just kidding but let's (laughs) (laughs) it was a summer of 2012 i was actually getting ready to say that It was summer of 2012. No, I'm not going to go that far. But look, it's for me. We've been we've talked about this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I understand the problems that because there are some leaps in logic that you kind of have to either forget or you're just not going to like this movie all that much. And I think the one the main one that Ben and you and I talk about is you really put every single cop in Gotham down there. Are you <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Every Tunnels, single yeah. cop. So that that was kind of like my big thing. But sometimes I can forgive logic if you give me good emotion. And I think this movie had a lot of really good emotional beats. And the reason why I love this movie so much is because for me personally, this is my favorite Bruce Wayne story. It's kind of a redemption story for him. And Christian Bale just as a swan song for him, that was one hell of a performance. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Zach, too, Michael Caine, he was outstanding and he's barely in the movie, but I still feel like he should have got a best supporting actor nomination. That one scene alone, um, when he reveals to Bruce about the letter and everything, that scene will break your fucking heart. And I heard your cries echo through these holes. Dude, so good. So good. It's. I. Yeah, it, it's a it is a very emotional performance, and this movie for me, Zach, you said something earlier about kind of like living up to the to the, the Dark Knight, and I feel like Nolan was kind of that was one of the that's not an issue I have with people's kind of criticisms of it, but I feel like Nolan was work that that was a problem. I feel like in a sense that this movie was never going to be as good as the Dark Knight, so don't compare it to the Dark Knight. Otherwise, if you go in thinking it's going to be as good as the Dark Knight. You're not going to like it because it, like you said, Zach, we all knew it wasn't going to be that good, but yet you're going to do it anyway. And it's a look, we're movie, we're, we're quote unquote movie critics, so we're going to do that. But I think that was unfair to do that to Nolan, at least for this. I think 
he was being ambitious with this film. This film was definitely a very ambitious in terms of its grand scale. Um, I, I've said before too on the podcast that you know begins as a horror film, Dark Knight's a crime thriller, and this is a very much a war film and sort of its fight for Gotham. Anne Hathaway is a great Catwoman. I thought her and Bruce had a lot more chemistry, and I'm glad they ended up together than Bruce and Talia. I'm glad that was just kind of like a fling. And I actually didn't, I, I thought the twist, the reveal was really, really good. Cause I actually didn't see that coming. I was like, Oh shit. Well, damn. Okay. That was, that was, that was interesting. I understand where you're coming from Zach, in terms of that from Bruce getting put in that prison until he gets back. I can understand why you think that probably that portion of the film is a bit slow. I just like seeing Bruce kind of find himself again kind of find the strength to become batman at least one more time and save the city so i I like seeing that kind of his recuperation and his search for his soul i like i I like that a lot but i understand the christmas and i it's two hours and 45 minutes did it need to be two hours and 45 minutes no probably not but what i will what i will say is i think that in terms of a Batman movie, it's not that good because some of the action in here is pretty, it's, 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 it's laughable. Some of the action here, especially that second Batman and Bane fight. It's, it's, it's really bad. Some of the hand-to-hand combat he does. I like the first fight a little bit, but first one in the sewer. Yeah. I did like, I did like that fight. Yeah. That's great. And the car chase scene as well. That when he, when Bruce is finally back as Batman after like an hour, I, I love that scene a lot too. So, like I said, it's my favorite because I think it's a character study for Bruce Wayne. It's amazing and perfect. And the last 10, 15 minutes are very emotional for me, especially for a lot of this fans of this trilogy. Uh, but I, I, it's one where I can't really push back on you, Zach, because I, I, I see where you and a lot of other people are coming from with where they have their issues. I just tend to forgive it because I, I was very emotionally involved with this film. Um, I, yeah, I can... Like with Nolan, he does do that a lot with his story. Like that's how I felt with Tenet. It was a very towards the end got kind of emotional, but then there was like a lot of nothing throughout the story. The script is really not that well made, but he had he can make big moments and have a bigger impact on you from a movie standpoint. And I think he did that a lot with this film. Um, it's very much a Nolan film. I, that is something I will say. You can you can feel Nolan's like big style, big practical production, especially that opening scene on the plane. You can yeah. just feel it. Um, but I don't know. It just I just wish it was something a little bit more for Bale's story. I, I I will say I just had a thought and I lost it. Um, there's this whole other subplot with Ben Mendelsohn in this movie that is kind of it's like. It, when I first saw it, I didn't really mind it. When I go back and rewatch, I'm like, they probably could have cut his character out completely, and we could still get from point A to point B. I think Ben Mendelsohn was just here just to thorn Ben Mendelsohn. And, but his death scene, the way Bane killed him, was fucking chilling. Like, that was, he just put his hand on his shoulder. Do you feel in charge? Oh my God. I, that, yeah. This, Tom Hardy gave a really good performance as Bane, by the way. He was so fucking good. And my brother does that to me sometimes, and it's really scary. Somebody out there. <laughs> <laughs> All in good fun. It's fun. Uh, the other thing, you know, I like to mention music is the uh, the dish dish pasa song that the uh, the prisoners are chanting when when Bruce is going up that wall. 
It's cool. They included okay. it in the trailers as well. A lot, a lot in the marketing, and I thought I was going to get annoyed with that one when it came to the movie, but it actually kind of added to the overall epicness and feel oh, of yeah. the film. So, yep. you know, you talked about the action. How do you feel about the action? Just, just curious. Generally, I like it. That first fight with them too, when the music is gone and it's them in the yeah, sewers, I like that I, a I lot. Love that, love mm-hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, we kind of mentioned before, like the when it's those big mob fights too, especially in the background, you can see just people kind of flailing. Fists around I was disappointed too that it was Catwoman that killed Bane. That was disappointing. I, I was kind of, I was really open for Batman to, to kill him. Yeah. Or not, maybe because Batman hasn't killed, but I was hoping for some grandiose, epic kind of fall for a Bane instead of, you know, pew pew and, you know, he's dead. So, yeah, yeah that's true. But I still love it. It's my favorite Batman movie. I, I, I still love it, even with its flaws. <laughs> All right. Well, number five tied at 26 points. Like I said, funny, funnily enough, it's Batman Begins, uh, the first of, of Nolan's franchise. So, Zach, you had it lowest as well <laughs> between the three of us. So, um, I have this just right above Dark Knight Rises. Um, watching this one is kind of not that it's a good, okay, it's good. I'll say that first before I say what I was going to say. But it's a good movie. It's a good Batman movie. Good Nolan movie. Scarecrow is very menacing. I love Killian Murphy in this. He's un- very underrated. And this after, like, I think this came after Red Eye. Wes Craven's Red Eye. I can't remember. But back-to-back villain roles, kind of. Very nice for him. He uh, is very, uh, very cool Scarecrow. Very menacing. Um I just don't like the training stuff. I just do not like the Ra's al Ghul stuff. I don't. I don't like Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. He just not. It, it's just quite. It's just all his roles are the same to me. I'm not a big Neeson fan. I'm sorry. And um, besides Schindler's List, uh, but that one, this role just didn't fit him. I don't know. It just didn't fit. This should have been someone else. And uh, the ending with the train, it just felt cheap. Felt cheesy visuals aren't that great if i'm being honest too i do like um what's her name as rachel katie holmes uh, yeah katie holmes i love katie holmes better than maggie gyllenhaal i won't say that wow i'm not of all big the maggie people that say that you would be the person to say that i'm not a big maggie gyllenhaal fan i didn't like her dark night i'll get into that later so <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy <laughs> I like Katie Holmes better as Rachel. That's just my rum. Good lord. <laughs> um, I liked her so much I forgot what her what her name was. So, um, yeah, I I like I like this movie. It's okay. Besides, like a few Nick picks. Um, it's just weird hearing his voice like this after what we got with Keaton, you know, and uh, George Clooney and stuff having that like iconic, you could say iconic now Batman voice, which I'm glad Pattinson did not do. But I don't know. I just it's kind of forgettable. If I'm being honest. I don't remember a lot much, even though I watched it like a year ago. I don't remember it that well. It just it's always just there for me. I do love the ending though with the Joker card. That was a great ending. Gary Oldman, he's a great Gordon. That's another thing. I I didn't mention that in Dark and Rises one because he's a better Gordon in Dark Knight, but in Begins he's a really good Gordon as well. But that's pretty much it. Well, in Dark Knight Rises, he's in the hospital for like a good 20, 25 minutes of the movie, which kind of sucked. Oh, 
I forgot to mention from Rises because it's one of the best scenes in the entire damn movie. Yes, yes Rises, let's go back and talk about Rises. I agree. Let's go. <laughs> Real quick. The scene where Batman where Batman says to Gordon is like putting a jacket over, yes. over with, that yeah. fucking makes me cry, man. Just mm-hmm. uh, like oh, what does he say? Putting a a blanket or a jacket over a boy who's just whose whole world just got destroyed and tell him everything was gonna be okay. And then his realization that it was Bruce. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But back to begins. Yeah. It's no, like, no, no, no. What the rise, man? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You're not gonna make me like that movie, bro. <laughs> I got you like Civil War and Age of Ultron. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, damn. I'm just, just gonna mute my mic. There you go. There you go. Go back on mute, buddy. There you go. That's right. Have some more noodles. All right. So some of that, I I kind of agree with. I I do love the training stuff, though. Yeah. Um, the smoke folks talking about. Yeah. Great training. I think that's cool in the beginning on the the ice and everything and. In that, uh, whatever that thing that blows up that <laughs> structure at the top of that cliff or whatever. Temple, I call it a temple. Temple, yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of temple. Um, yeah, it's I, I like all that. And then, of course, them becoming Batman is really cool. Uh, on the forgettable side, it's funny because I we talked about this the other night, Rod, that I, Batman begins when you mention it. I'm like, yeah, it's it's good. I haven't seen it in a while. But then once I do watch it, I'm like, oh man, this is this is great. And I'm really into it when I'm watching it. But then yeah, afterwards <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's it's all right. And That's so <laughs> yeah. The kind of like we said, the, the moments of, of rises really stick out and it's kind of more memorable. Did someone say rises? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think <laughs> honestly, I think this one's a better movie, but I'll go back and watch. The third one in the franchise more than more than this one. Okay, but, you can keep your job for now. <laughs> right. uh, but it is, yeah, it is. It is good. I I like the, I like the train stuff at the end. I guess it's it's not as epic as the other ones, um, and I guess maybe the visual effects don't hold up as well. But I mean, it was two thousand five. Um, so yeah, Caribbean came out a year later. Don't true, tell true, me. True, 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 true. They. They like made technology for that movie though. That's true. Um, <laughs> ILM, but uh, yeah, I, and, and like you said, Kelly Murphy uh, underrated. He's he's got some cool stuff. That's that scene also with the when Batman's like green and there's slime coming out of his mouth that freaks me out every time. So but yeah, it's a it's a it's a decent decent intro. Yeah, I, I think about that train. That whole there is a slow kind of part when all of Gotham is just covered in smoke or whatever <laughs> and people riding around on horses and i guess it's a little weird and kind of slow um so yeah there's there's good and bad here but I, I still think it's a decent intro to the character i there it has my favorite joke about the whole trilogy though is when he's like under the uh burning wood whatever the mansion and um alfred's like all oh, those push-ups that you can't lift them <laughs> he like looks at him yeah like, that's a great <laughs> yeah. alfred moment <laughs> Let's rewind the clock back to 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I this is another example of an excellent Bruce Wayne story. I, I think the the character arc that Bruce goes in this movie is fantastic. I always go back and forth, Zach, on Liam Neeson because I like where he what they did with them in the first act. Then he goes away for like goes away for like an hour and then of course he comes back 
And I liked that scene in the mansion. And then I felt like he came a little cartoony on the train. Like that whole train sequence, I thought a little too, da, 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 da. like, I don't know. It just, you know, it, 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 it lost a little bit of its ground in this. I felt like on that, on that train sequence. However, however, the training sequences I love because I, I felt like it, it let Bruce kind of go of that guilt and that resentment of his parents' death. And I like how they presented that through uh, you know, his backstory, his childhood, through those flashbacks. By the way, that kid who played young Bruce Wayne, excellent in the movie. I thought he was really, really good. Great child actor right there. I wonder what he's doing with his life now. Curious. Who knows? Uh, I do not like at all Katie Holmes as Rachel Dawes, though. I, Zach, I will defend Maggie Gyllenhaal to the death. She is a much better Rachel Dawes than, than Katie Holmes is. And it's because I never felt that chemistry with those two. We're supposed to believe like their love interest and they had something. I believe that much more in the Dark Knight, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, later. But here, I never felt like that. I just felt like she was stale, kind of like going through the motions and everything. Kind of almost like a damsel in distress in some scenes. I'm like, come on, Rachel. You're supposed to be smart. You're supposed to be better than this. Getting yourselves in these dumbass situations that Lois Lane would get herself into. Like, come on, Al. Be, be, be smart, girl. Come on. Come on. Rachel Dawes. You're supposed to be this, a smart attorney. And you're, like, getting off of trains and, and like, these shady parts of Gotham. I get Gotham's supposed to be shitty and terrible. I like, make better choices, Rachel. And I blame Katie Holmes for that. So, anyway. Gary Oldman, like you, like you, like you're both saying, he's a great, um, almost said Alfred, a great uh, Gordon, and I kind of love him, him and Batman's back and forth, especially that ad. That come on now, I never said thank you, and you'll never have to. That is just goosebumps every single time, and a perfect setup for the Joker with the Joker card, like you're alluding to as well, Zach. Killing Murphy scared the fuck out of me in this movie, though. Those, uh, especially when they sprayed the poison on people, those that the, all that stuff always terrified the shit out of me. And so I thought the horror elements here worked really well. I didn't. There were there were parts in here that I I, I could do without. I, I I think they go back to the well on Joe Chill a little too much. I I I don't really like all that stuff with Joe Chill. And they could have cut that stuff out for me. And I think the final battle could have been done better. I think they could have found a better way to, of doing a Batman and Razog will fight, in my opinion. And but, but overall, it's a pretty entertaining origin story, though. And like you said, Ben, I don't know what it is. But every time I go back and rewatch, it's like, damn, I feel good. I just want to go watch Dark Knight now. So I don't know if it's that tone Nolan sets, but... Yeah, it's 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 entertaining. It's enjoyable. I bet I kind of do want to flip my four and five again, but whatever for this episode, we'll just leave it as is. Uh, but yeah, for, for me, it's 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 entertaining. It's the weakest of the trilogy for me for sure, but it's a pretty solid origin story. And Hans Zimmer's score in this is just so freaking good, especially with the uh, reveal of the bat symbol when you have uh, uh, Carmine Falcone strapped on that bat symbol. I, I love that too. That was great. So. Just for Maggie Gyllenhaal. All right. You know, you know who'd be a better Rachel and worked with Nolan previously to this? Rebecca Hall. She was in the Prestige. You know? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go remake this whole trilogy. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I can I can really see her in the role. Oh my god! Oh, I just had a revelation. <laughs> All right, Rod might Rod might need a minute on this one. So <laughs> while he ponders his existence, let's go to number four. Uh, coming in at twenty nine points. This is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow. Yes, indeed. So, um, I bet I had this lowest. I'm not even... Yep, okay, I just double-checked. Much better than Justice League um, theatrical cut, which is a recurring theme for past Warner Brothers movies. And I I appreciate that this Zack Snyder's vision was released. Um, It's it's cool. I guess everything he did and I don't know. I'm just kind of like Batman versus Superman. I'm not. I'm not as much a fan of this world because it is really dark, and not that everything has to be fun all the time. But it's not as for, for me not as not as fun as a, it's exciting. I guess with some of the other ones. But I don't know. The the team up's cool, and we just don't need four slow mo shots of them standing <laughs> uh, over and over. But. We need a five. <laughs> right. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going with that. I don't know. I'll I'll let you guys be more positive about it. But I, I just think it was it was okay for me. Uh but let's go Rebecca Hall. God damn. <laughs> Dude, you said, I'm gonna have that in my head for a while now. I hate you for that. I need I need to go apply to be a casting director. God, that is pride is a good casting director. I'm good at fan casting. God, you are. Your your posts are really good. Thank you as well. Thank you. Oh my God. You uh, can find these on uh, Instagram on Zach loves everything. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want me, you want me to go first, or you want to go Ben or Rod? Can you conjure oh, up some? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just like I'm a little bit taken aback by that right now. Um. Yeah, I'll go first because I know I, Zach likes a little bit more than I do, but I still think this is a masterpiece of filmmaking right here. Um, I just wish it wasn't four hours. <laughs> I really wish it wasn't four hours. Mm-hmm. I haven't rewatched it since last March. <laughs> Zach, I have two copies of this movie on Blu-ray, and I have yet to. <laughs> I because I I, you know, I bought that whole Zack Snyder 4K yep. trilogy box set, so it came with that, and I oh, huh. just bought the regular Blu-ray. I haven't I haven't watched the one you got me. I said, ah, if I'm gonna watch watch that but i just have it i can't I, it's it really is an investment and i because i did watch it like three times within that first weekend as well i I, I do i that first night i I watched that i was just stunned because i was a doubter for this film i was like this is never gonna happen it's never gonna exist wb so smart they don't come on now they're not gonna have a green light this they're already poo-pooed snyder already and they put out their justice like let's just move on focus on wonder woman 1984 we've got too much other stuff we gotta worry about Okay, okay. I apologize, Zach and Kenneth, who's not even here with us. God damn, this movie's epic. This is what I wanted from a Justice League movie. This is quote unquote to say, Zach, I've kind of quoted this now as the Dark Avengers <laughs> movie. This is a excellent follow-up, and actually, I think this makes Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition at least better. Like, I, it is a great kind of one-two punch, in my opinion. Because it really it, it actually starts with the ending of BBS, which I thought was a really smart idea. This gives a much better. I'm gonna let you talk about Batman, but I love what they did. Well, I don't really want to talk about him right now. I love what they did with Cyborg. 
a lot in this movie. Uh, I love his backstory, the football, his the football scene. I don't know why, but that score um, by Junkie XL and Tom Holkenberg mixed with that, just with that scene, I loved a lot. Uh, so yeah, his origin story was great. I loved that they improved on Steppenwolf so freaking much. Like Steppenwolf is just a completely different villain here. I love the numerous slow-mo shots of Amy Adams being depressed and going and getting coffee every five minutes. Sweet fucking Jesus. I mean, that girl's just depressed. I really want, because I, I, I really do appreciate what I liked about Flash. I, 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 it's just hard to talk about Flash just right now. Barry. Just say Barry. Yeah. He, I, we don't the actor just say Barry. I know, but like part of it, it's because of that person's performance. So, and the speed force scene, so freaking epic. And there are just there are just moments in this movie that I feel like would get end game level cheers if this was in a theater. I realize that that speed force scene would have been a, a, a cheer moment. The epic fifth fiftieth shot of the of the league circle league uh, circling of the league would have been a stand up moment. The introduction of uh, Darkseid is handled so well. I, I felt that – what's the word I'm looking for here, guys? Um, like if you – that Thanos-level threat, so to say. Like he, he felt like a villain. Like you, you do not want to mess with this guy. Um, there's stuff I want to say. I'm trying to leave some stuff for you, Zach. So you know what I'll do? I'm going to let you talk, and I'll just say whatever you don't say. Because there's so, there's so much to unpack in this four hours that we did a spoiler talk on last year. So you guys should go listen to that, too. That was another four hours. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> still not as long as our Star Wars episode, though. So. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I still have nightmares about this. <laughs> that was a good episode. Um, yeah, I like everything they did with the Dylan O'Brien character. Because that's my fan cast. I'm going to just call him Dylan O'Brien until they cast him as The Flash. Um, honestly, I'm actually on... I think Logan Lerman would have been better. Yeah. Just get any other white guy. It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) They're 25 to 35 white dude. It's fine. Whatever. Move on. Um, Yeah, I like what they did with the Flash here. Uh, Snyder is miles better than what Justice League was. Everything that was bad about that movie was amazing in this movie. The scene where uh, Barry, like, uh, saves those people. Um, from like Steppenwolf that was amazing that was so much better than what they did in um Justice League and that's just basically this whole movie it's just like wow this was so much better than that movie and, and I love too Zach that I didn't yeah. but like what Bruce says to him save one what was it yeah. save one uh save another what was it what was like what exact quote just save one or or I don't I forgot what the official line is yeah but it was like a great it was like a great little mentor moment right there and I love that a lot and that's where I'm going to go into more Batman. This, besides Pattinson, Batman, this is the best arcade or best, like, story-wise, acting-wise of Bruce and Batman. This is through and through what Batman is, and Kenneth will be saying the same thing right now because he loves his version of Bruce and Batman. It's He's so optimistic, and that was a total game-changer from what he was in Batman vs. Superman, which, again, builds the story of this redemption of Bruce. And you see him just like total optimistic. He wants to build this team. He is so much, so much different than what they did in Justice League. Because in that one, it just seemed like he did not want to build the team. He was annoyed of the team as he's trying to build it. 
it made no sense. This one, he's trying to get everybody to work together, and it's perfectly told through the perfect pace in the four hours. Even though it is a commitment to watch, it's still perfectly paced and breezes on through. Nothing is a bore in this movie to me. Um, Aquaman is great in this movie. Uh, we already mentioned the Flash. Diane, or uh, Wonder Woman, she's freaking amazing every scene feels like a powerful moment with when she's on the screen like this is what was supposed to happen from her first movie we got the introduction we got the importance of the character and then we go into justice league and she's just like this she's the captain america of the team she is what every human being should be and she's a warrior she's a fighter she cares about humanity and snyder proved like show that so well in this movie and it, it was just such a great just a great piece of her and that final shot of all of them together in the end is just beautiful man dude i i seriously it reminded me of that avenger circle maybe not as epic as that avenger circle shot but it it, it just gave me that moment of yes thank you Thank you, Snyder, for giving us the vision we wanted. You know, thank you for this. You know, it was an investment, yes, but thank you for this epic movie that we've been that you know we've been waiting for. Uh, a couple of scenes that I wanted to bring up to Zach, and then um, the Themyscira scene, the first Themyscira scene, is so fucking good. I love that. It, yes, so freaking good. It shows you just how powerful not just the Amazonians are, but also Steppenwolf is here to wreck shop, and I love that. Yeah, uh, I love the cyborg and his and, and Silas relationship. I I love I, I love that how pissed he was at his father, but you understand why his father did it. You see, we you, you see why he had yeah, to save his son, but he's missed so much of his son's his son and his wife's life because he's always busy in that damn lab, and he's just trying trying to do some good. And the end when he sacrificed himself because he see what his son could be. And you know, kind of his new family, so to speak. So I, I loved his sacrifice and his speech at the end was really, really good. I've, I've poo-pooed the Clark and Lois relationship, and I still don't like in this movie. But they do have really one good scene here when they go back to the farm. I do like that scene a lot. Yeah. I thought it was touching and very emotional. We haven't really talked about Superman, Zach. Redemption. Total redemption. A lot of redemption here. His intro is so much fucking better in this damn movie. Because in the oh, first one, it's like, is this guy bothering you? Like, what? Whatever. Like, God, that's, a, like, that's like a Marvel joke. And here it's he just swoops down with Steppenwolf getting ready to kill Cyborg or destroy Cyborg. Not impressed. And just freezes his weapon. I'm like, this is fucking Superman. Thank you. And bringing back his Man of Steel theme was epic when he's just kicking his ass. Oh. <sighs> So much good stuff in that third act, man. That third, that final battle is so fucking good. It's so much better, and like it's what Joss Whedon did for Justice League, or because that's a basically a completely different fucking movie, dude. There's just so much in that that wasn't in this movie that it's literally a whole different movie. I hated Danny Elfman's score on that rewatch. I did. It's totally different from Snyder's vibe and redoing the Batman theme from uh, 1989's Batman just did not work, man. That was just a total. Everything felt like a Marvel formula movie if it was done the worst part. There's no no Marvel formula. Yeah, my bad. That's my bad. (laughs) That's what I thought. 
But if they did a Marvel formula movie, this would be <laughs> and this would produce it, it's it's just not good, man. It's just that that version was just not good. And everything they done he, did here was amazing. Like there were so many fan moments. There's a scene with Mira, not just saying Mira. There's a scene where she like dra- takes the water out. Of yes, that was awesome. That's straight from the fucking comics. That's what's so cool about Mira as a character. And um, Spider brought when Amelia Clark did that. It was so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. When, <laughs> when Karen Knightley did that. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> That's my fan cast. Um, agree. So it's just that there is this like not melancholy, but like this kind of just sad. When you, if I rewatch it now, there's gonna be this sad undertone towards that last sad because you see the potential, you see all the potential that was there, and how Warren Brothers just tanked it all. I'm so happy that DC's on the right track now. I love what um, James Gunn brought to the DCEU now with the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, and what it looks like they're shaping to be more of this type of comic book s thing and then Black Adam and such. I just, man, just seeing Snyder's vision and like just seeing it all unfold, it, it will be, it's just depressing. How, you know, I, the, when we did our spoiler review last year, my, my, my main issue was that, uh, that, that last half hour of all the post credit stuff tacked onto that extra half hour to make it for a oh, four hour yeah. film. I've kind of I've kind of turned around and just been like I'll just appreciate this, but I still have that thought in the back of my head of damn, did he have to include that? Because now I just want to see that. I, I I really just want to see what Snyder had. I want to see Justice League two and three. I really want to see that. Well, that's the thing, because I remember last year before it came out, I went to Dallas that's and right. they and they had like the whole his original storyboard. It's Honestly, it is basically Infinity War Endgame. I, there's mm-hmm. no coding it. Yeah, but there's it's a there's a difference with it, and I think Snyder would have if they were Warren Brothers, just freaking patient, man. If they were just patient with him, did what he told, just had him do what they do. Don't worry what Marvel was doing. You're never they were never gonna recreate what Marvel did. Marvel took ten years to build what they built to lead to Endgame. You were doing it under five, and if you just let him do what he had to do, it would have been fine. You could have done it under five years, but you just had to just rush it, rush a man and his vision and cut and basically just said F you to your vision. It, it's just depressing. I still remember when that Joss Weed Justice League movie came out and it was a total shit show. And then that Monday or Tuesday, Marvel dropped that Infinity War trailer and we all just, we're all just like, what Justice League? What, 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 what happened? What happened? What happened last weekend? See, Marvel just said the, F you DC. Our turn. Here, exactly. That's the sad part. This is the Justice League and it bombed at the box office. It, it, this is the this is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash. Thor Ragnarok made more money than this movie or than Justice League. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Thor, a movie that had two okay movies from or like bad and an okay movie, and the third movie did better than the Justice League movie. That's just speaks volumes, right? There. Aquaman made more than Justice League. Well, so that's really sad because Aquaman is a great movie. That's why. It, hey, that would be a shit ton of fun. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other positives we could. I wish Kenneth was here so we could just add to the positive vibes here, because yeah. uh, he'd be he'd be giving his uh, thirty. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be giving his 45 minute sermon. Uh, 
I know we're missing a lot of stuff here. Uh, the Martian Manhunter stuff, at least that first oh. scene, I did not like at all because it, it kind of cut away from that really emotional. You took my point exactly. You took away a great Lois Lane moment yeah. to serve the fans, but it's one moment. I, I get it. it's one moment, but still, it, it, it bothered me. <sighs> we we got to move on because we we did a whole spoiler discussion on this. I just there's a lot to love about this movie, and I hope one day it does get released in theaters for like one like an exclusive like one weekend only kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I would love to see this on a big screen. All right, so well, you know, also <laughs> <and then I'm- laughs> going on to number three, thirty two points. This is quite different. This is the Lego Batman movie. Number three. Let Zach go first, please. Good Lord. All right. Surprisingly, this is above Zack Snyder's Justice League. I was raking it as a Batman picture. All right. Mm -hmm. So this is why this is my number two. The Lego Batman is the perfect Batman movie. There is not a single flaw within this movie. It's hilarious. Aw, Rod. Rod, delete his video. Oh, there he is. <laughs> okay. Um, there's not a single flaw with this movie. It's hilarious. It's self-aware, beautifully animated, knows the character of Bruce and Batman perfectly, and plays it off so well and kind of emotional towards the end. Maybe a little bit too kiddy at points, but who cares? It's it's a Lego movie. It's hilarious. There's so many funny jokes, so many adult jokes throughout the damn movie, too. Again, I've mentioned it every time I can. The funniest joke in the movie is they call me dick kids can be so cruel how did they get yes. away with the dick? how did they get away with the dick joke it's so good it's so clever it's so good this movie is so so good it's there it, i made a like a joke video on my backup page and it's true how they both are the same scene but two different iterations of it you got the bat from the new movie the batman this one that came out this year you had it uh, Bruce like being kind of a brat saying no I don't want to go out no and then he had the same scene a few years later from Lego Batman where he's like pouting up the stairs no 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 it's like the exact same scene and no one could tell me different and yeah this movie is amazing I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it kind of we're gonna spend a lot of time on the Dark Knight and the Batman but it, it was a great movie and Zach Galifianakis was a great joker his slow the slow buildup of Batman just ripping him to shreds emotionally and him just slowly tearing up is honestly kind of sad and it was great there's a lot of good fan casts like people that would have been good as a live action version of this movie like again you got Zoe Kravitz the Catwoman they, we already got that Jenny Slate as Harley Quinn that's a great casting I think that would have been like a good like Harley Quinn for like a TV show, but she was great as uh, Harley. Um, Galifianakis is a great Joker. I mentioned Will Arnett is actually a really underrated Batman. His voice is so good. Um, I forgot who plays Alfred. I forgot who plays Alfred. Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Yeah, he's a he would have been a great Alfred as well, like a live version. Um, and then I think Channing Tatum plays Superman. Yeah, and he'll play Green Lantern. See, it just it's just kind of funny to me. And yeah, it's a great it's a great Batman movie. Great movie. Good movie. I very much agree. Uh like you said, it tackles Bruce Wayne and Batman so well and, and his relationship with not only Joker, which they do in the Dark Knight, you know, to a different dramatic extent, but uh kind of how they meet each other to go back and forth but his relationship with robin also 
not wanting to work with him at first was funny, but then learning to be the dynamic duo. And then just like with, with Barbara and Alfred, I mean, with everyone, it's just, it's, it's done so well. The, the relationships and the, the references to all the other movies, some, you know, hidden in the background that are fun to spot every time you watch it. And then some that are just blatant, like, uh, oh, you're going through another phase like you did in 2012, in 2008, in 2005. It's, it's just so, it's so funny and so clever, um, which I, I guess we didn't expect from an animated movie like this, let alone a, a Lego <laughs> Batman uh, movie. So yeah, I guess not, not else, not much else to say, like you said, but it's just, it's, it's so good. And I'd recommend it to, to everyone really to watch. And this was my multiverse of madness with King Kong Gandalf, go. the Wicked Witch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the other thing real quick that the, like you said, the ending can get kind of kitty, I guess, kind of childish, um, which the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, it's Lego and stuff, but then watching it again, knowing that was coming, I, I just had a blast with it <laughs> watching it. So I, um, yeah, it is, it is a lot of fun. All right, Red. I don't really know what else to say because you guys kind of took away everything. Um, yeah, it's 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 hilarious. I remember seeing this. Oh, this was 2017, I believe, right, guys? I think it was yeah. 2017. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into this movie, but leaving the theater, I I was just I was surprised by how much not just how much of a good time I had, but how much how much heart it ended up having as well. I thought this was a great kind of little family. It's a, it's a great little family story about, you know, Bruce finding his next family. I thought that was great. And there's this great scene when he comes back from fighting crime the first time. And there's no music. It's just him kind of want, just hanging out alone. I love all that stuff. And when he, that laugh kills me every single time. I'm not even going to try to infer it because like, it's going to be terrible. But that laugh he does is just, I, I that, that was my favorite. Those are my favorite bits of the entire because he does it twice. The, the second time I expect the first time I didn't expect it. And I, I thought that was hilarious, but there's this other joke very early on in the movie that I also laughed a lot. At. It, is, it has nothing to do with Batman, but it has to do with like a, this little side character, whatever he's uh, leaving the facility or something. He's like, boy, I like that guy a lot. I hope nothing bad happens. to him. he's just singing. Uh, none, something, 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 I hope nothing bad, nothing bad's going to happen to me. Yada, yada, yada. I just love that because like five seconds later something bad happens to him. But Zach Galifianakis, like you guys were saying, he's a great joker. Uh, Will Arnett is a fantastic Batman. You know, obviously we got his intro in the Lego Batman movie and that was awesome, fantastic and does a great job here. The action is very stylistic, very creative and it's just too bad we're never going to get a sequel to this. You know, really is, really is upsetting. You know, of course we got Lego movie too with Lego Batman in it, but that's not the same. I, I want more with like him and Robin and Alfred and, and Barbara and that whole that whole setup. I thought I I would love that. And they didn't want us to feel bad for him when, when he went to the Fortress of Solitude and then having a Justice League party with that. And I was like, oh, poor Batman. He's just like, I have to escape without anyone noticing I'm gone. Okay, bye. <laughs> just like swings away. So yeah, I, I like that too. That was uh yeah, it's very, very entertaining and very heartfelt. I think you said before. Oh, go ahead, Zach. I was just going to say, I love that scene, like you were mentioning, like the TV dinner. Just like... The lobster. Everybody's, everybody's applauding, and he just like goes home alone. It's actually mm. really depressing, but it's yeah. like, you know, 
it's great. And uh, the laugh scene, that's going to be me this weekend when I go see Minions to Rise of Gru. <laughs> oh, great. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I know you said before you're not a huge Michael Sarah fan, Rod, but... Yeah, unless we get see. Michael Sarah, and this is the end. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want that Michael Sarah in every movie. No, I liked him as, as Dick. He was great. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go past that. So, all right. <laughs> Our top two. Uh, they're only two points apart. And Uh-oh. I'm sure everyone was expecting it's these two coming down to the wire. Um, Not me. I was expecting Batman forever. Wow. Mm. So anyway. Uh, kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> Number two. Here we go. 37 points is The Dark Knight. As expected. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, and you are one... banned from ever talking about this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> this one for me will probably forever and always be my favorite all-time Batman, but we'll see. Um, and I can kind of see too. Some people say, "Oh, it's not as much a Batman as it is just a crime thriller with those characters and stuff." Yeah, sure. But I don't know. I just I I love it so much. Everything that it does with those characters uh the crime thriller part of it the, the heat reminiscent part of it um heath ledger as the joker will always be probably my favorite joker and um everything he did for that role maggie gyllenhaal is a better rachel <laughs> uh to phase his whole Damn arc. straight <laughs> had to throw that in there to phase his whole arc the the music on Zimmer, the cinematography, we've talked about it. I know I have <laughs> a lot on here. So uh, let's let's go over to Zach. I don't think he's talked about it as much. Mid. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Next. <laughs> One of those. This, this is, this is, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is my number three. Uh, is it my number three? I can't remember. I think it is. Hold on. Number four. Is my number four? Yep. So why do you hate this movie? Yeah, I hate it because this just wasn't. There was just no cameos in it. There was no Bane. There was no Robin. No. Um, I was expecting Condiment King to show up. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. (laughs) Jesus. Um, This is a. uh, It's a great movie. You know, it's been talked about for the past freaking what? How many years? Fourteen. Fourteen. 14 yeah. years yes 14 years ago i was thir- i was 12 years old and uh yeah there you go. do math that there you go <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think um let's take you back to the summer of 2008 you know angeline jolie just came out with wanted uh you just take my line what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> iron man just came out we just started the mcu and then we got one of the greatest movies of all time the dark knight christopher nolan's party maybe top maybe the greatest sequel next to godfather part two possibly like what were you gonna say rod i was gonna say anything like, like you're about to say something he's <laughs> gonna yeah. say top gun maverick oh yeah well besides top gun, top gun maverick recently um so yeah this is like one of the greatest sequels ever it's a great crime thriller yeah it's not the best batman movie yes batman's in the background yes you can argue that this is basically his ledger's movie through and through it doesn't take it away that it's a damn great movie you know it's solid it's a great mob movie it's constantly moving that's another thing i love it's never for some reason i thought you said it's a great mom movie i was like what? I heard that <laughs> too. 
<laughs> great mom movie too. Just take your mom to go see it. It's great. Uh, oh my god, no. Christian Bale. <laughs> the movie is just constantly moving. That's enough. That's like one of the greatest aspects about it. And there's never a dull moment. There's always something on screen, and there's always like some impactful moment, chilling moment. There's just something every time Heath Ledger is on the damn screen. Your eyes are glued. No matter what it is, your eyes are going to be glued. It's one of the greatest performances of all time. Um, the reason I have it kind of more low is probably because it's not Bill. It's just not my favorite Batman anymore. After seeing Pattinson, Will Arnett, <laughs> Ben Affleck, and others in our case or in our portrayals as Batman, this one just it just he's good in it he's great in it but it's just there's just better versions of the character either way it's still a great movie it's still a solid ass crime movie and i just think there's so many iconic moments i think my main problem though with it is people have to realize and like people that are younger than us this movie has been talked about for 14 years i was there we were all there probably when we saw this in theaters and saw it all play out played out this people have been talking about it so much that it just becomes kind of redundant and it's just like yep dark knight was great and just just kind of the same thing over and over again and that's why it's kind of lower on that there's an aspect of that but either way man it's still a great movie it's still a great like crime mob movie and nolan is just amazing as a film filmmaker and uh it shows all the practical effects and everything it's just great and I thought my jokes were bad. Uh, okay, anyway. So, Boo. come on, come on, give me a B. You know, that was a good solid B minus joke right there. Okay, all right, yeah, mid. All right, sure. Let's go. Let's talk about the Dark Knight then, because we haven't talked about this one before. So, it was a warm summer evening, July. When does this movie come out? July seventeenth, eighteenth, somewhere around there. Yeah, like twenty seventh, something like that. Wrong. Anyway, yeah, there's nothing more I can really say about The Dark Knight. We've talked about this a lot. Next, we've got another episode coming out where we'll talk about it again. So keep your eyes open for that one. Uh, yeah, Ben knows exactly what I'm talking about. So you could say this is a Joker movie. You could say Batman's pushed to the side here. And he's not. Batman's still prominent in this movie. Let's not forget, though, guys. This is actually kind of, when you really think about it, this is almost Aaron Eckhart's movie. He kind he. Kind of, he probably has the best arc in this entire film from where he starts to where he ends up. I mean, yeah, his face gets destroyed, whatever, but by the end of it, he's he's lost the love of his life and he's out for revenge. He's and what I love too is that in the beginning, they kind of show the rump that the, they they no one throws these crumbs here, him kind of foreshadowing that he, he's going to turn bad eventually. But you know, that whole scene in the alleyway, um, uh, with that cop impersonator. Or that guy, that kid from Arkham. Yes, yeah, so I, I feel like, yeah, Joker's kind of the main star here, Zach and Ben, but I feel like this is almost Two-Face's story. And Joker kind of pushes him over the le- over the, to that evil ledge because I, I feel like if Joker had never been in that hospital, I don't know if Aaron Eckhart, or if Aaron Eckhart, if Harvey never go, I don't think he ever goes over that edge, to me at least. I love the mob stuff in here. The mob stuff is great. How they're kind of cleaning up the streets, getting rid of all the mob and everything. Let's talk about Rachel. Because Ben, I know I'll Ben to chime in too. Okay. Rachel. Okay. Anyway. So yes, Rachel, she, 
Maggie John Hall, Zach, brings a lot more gravitas to the role. That's right, I said it. Gravitas. There's I, I felt more of an edge with Rachel. I got more of an emotional impact. I felt that connection between her and Bruce in this. That scene on the that scene on the rooftop. Put your shirt down. Yeah, let me see your face. Exactly. Listen, we got none of that with Katie Holmes and Batman Begins. And it wasn't the writing's fault. It was her fault. And Katie Holmes is a fine actress. You know, we've seen her in movies like Jack and Jill, and she was fine in that. Sure. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't keep a straight face. But anyway, I, I like, imagine this, Zach. Imagine scenes of Katie Holmes and Aaron Eckhart instead of Maggie Gyllenhaal and Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, the, the movie would actually be good. And why do we even try with this guy? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, he's our friend, sure. but uh, <laughs> I mean, Ben, come on. You, you see what I'm saying. You, you, come on. Katie well, yes. Holmes. Instead of Maggie Gyllenhaal in those scenes. All right. Okay. Okay, Zach. Imagine Katie Holmes when when they're when they're both in their separate, when they're both get uh, kidnapped and they're tied up to all those with all those oil oil uh, barrels around them. Imagine Katie Holmes saying Rachel's last words instead of Maggie Gyllenhaal. All I'm picturing is, is uh, Rebecca Hall. Fair. Fair. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair. That's 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 fair. That's damn you. Okay. That's fair. We're going to move on from Rachel now because apparently we're not going to get anywhere with, with Zach on this one. Uh, ben, what else can we talk about? <laughs> There's nothing else for us really to talk about here. That car chase in the beginning in the second act is awesome. I love that chase sequence. It's fantastic. We we talked about the interrogation scene a lot, but I, I I still contend that's one of the greatest comic book scenes ever. Just a dialogue of 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 two people in a room just talking. It's awesome. It's great, but it's also intense, and you really feel that. I don't know. This just felt like Joker to me. Like that—that that was awesome. And you, really, I, I love seeing Batman just finally having enough of his shit going over the edge, and Joker kind of deducing that Batman and his feelings for Rachel and how he s- switches up the addresses as well. That's all great. We talk about the Dark Knight a lot, but we haven't really talked about Gary Oldman a lot too. Gary sure. Oldman's fantastic in this movie, and I'm not gonna lie, that when he quote unquote died, I actually thought he died. I did. I thought he was gone. I was like, oh. No, so when actually when he came when he returned my theater actually like had a big applause and I was like, yes, yes he's back. Rewatching, I'm like I should have saw that coming. Of course he was gonna come back, but of course twelve year old me is not gonna know that. So whatever. <sighs> what else is there to talk about? Yeah, it's one of the greatest comic book films of all time. It's it, it will forever be in my top ten comic book films of all time. It's one of the greatest films ever made. Hans Zimmer score is fantastic. Christian Bale's fantastic. Alfred's. Alfred Michael Caine's great in this movie. It's all great. It's all perfect. The, yeah, Lucius. He's really cool. Oh, we have it. Man, that's the character we never bring up is Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Is Lucius. Let's talk about. Let's do what a retrospective on just his character. <laughs> I like how he keep, he keeps his moral like his um. This is wrong. Like he tells Bruce, "This is yeah. wrong." Even the one time thing, this is wrong. And then he puts his you know his name and just destroys it all. And like that smirk. I like that. That's a great. Yeah, that was, I like that too. That was a great scene. Mm-hmm. If you can buy a lot of our episodes, we've probably talked about this entire film. From start <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and then the ending too. <laughs> it's 
just to close out uh it's, it's really good really powerful yeah. the quote and the built up in the music stay tuned next week to see what we talk about of the dark knight <laughs> okay all right we'll move on then to <laughs> number one 39 points two points higher uh this is matt reeves the batman enough said and episode that's it that's all you gotta say it's perfect it's just just the way it is right there perfect mid yes the bat mid oh god that's the, the mid man um okay i'll just get my negativity out of the way i have it you at, do that okay <laughs> oh wow okay so rod zach and kenneth all have it at their number one <laughs> <laughs> uh i do not should i say yeah all right i have it at six on my list um but i do <laughs> yeah Whoa. I do appreciate Whoa. it. You call, you call yourself a cinephile. <laughs> I still do. Uh, I it's it's good. It's good. Um, I don't know. It was just the the story. Some of the story elements, especially near the end, didn't work as well for me. Um, some of the revelations, I was just like, I don't. It didn't hit me as much as other people, I guess. And Gotham is randomly uh surrounded by a levy i guess that's so it's that easy to drown that was just kind of felt random at the end but i i say that but then like the scenes of him you know leading people out of the water with the flare is cool so i just kind of i kind of go back and forth uh paul dano was a standout to me i loved his character and performance but then he's not on screen that much which i know is you know the the story i'm not asking for more of him because that would have been a different movie i guess but uh yeah yeah i don't know the the score is good jacchino chase scenes and stuff um penguin i know you talk about zoe kravitz is good everything's good to me it just wasn't as impactful or uh i mean it's memorable but didn't stay with me as much as, as some of these other movies uh personally so yeah we'll go with that well, 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 here's why you're wrong. <laughs> Where to begin, Zach, with the greatness that is the Batman? I mean, let us go back to March of this year. <laughs> Again, I can. I no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go on a journey to DC fandom a couple years ago when they released that first trailer. Holy effing shit. Now that is a way that now that is a way to introduce a new era of Batman movies right there. That was fucking awesome. They said it was going to be dark. They said it was going to be gritty, and we all know that no one's Batman trilogy was was gritty. It was dark, and we all like he can't get that much darker. Oh, he yeah, you could literally and figuratively. Like, this movie is dark. It's a lot of like, I think what ninety nine percent of these scenes are in the nighttime. I think there's one scene of Penguin looking out at the sunrise. That's about it. <laughs> it's always raining. Always fucking raining. I think they filmed this in Seattle. I don't know. I don't know if they were Gotham or Seattle. I couldn't tell. But look, to me, why I love this movie so much, and I've said this a lot, two things, actually, like 10 things. But my main reason is I just, I love the way Gotham is represented in this movie. And it, it starts very early on in the beginning with just feeling that that fear of Batman 
you have these characters just looking out like dark alleyways or even like just still maybe like silhouettes of Batman, like oh uh-uh, i ain't going down that way Mm-mm. you know I, you don't really get that in other Batman movies. i think we got a little bit in batman begins in the dark night of people being afraid of batman but here you really that makes us a really good job of you feeling that fear these people's fear of batman Michael Giacchino's score is so effing good. And he released that score like two weeks before the movie came out. And I know, Ben, you were like holding out. You didn't want to listen to it until the movie came out. I couldn't help myself when I listened to it. I think Zach and I, we had, we talked about it. it was, damn, Batman's theme is so freaking good here. I, I love everything about this score. I'm going to leave the Robert Pattinson stuff to you. Uh, I almost did. <laughs> I almost said uh, Batman. I almost called Zach Batman. I don't know why. We've been talking about Batman for too long today. But I was expecting to really enjoy Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. I didn't expect to fall in love with Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Because actually, my favorite Catwoman before this was actually Anne Hathaway's uh, uh, Catwoman. I really like what she did with her Catwoman. Here, though, I liked how her story kind of weaves into Bruce's story. And they, they, they kind of, it almost reminded me of, T'Challa and Black Panther, like they had, he had his own agenda. She has her own agenda, and I like how I, I like how that was resolved. I like how they kind of Christian uh, get crescendo to that to that uh, resolution with her character and how she ties in with the Falcons and everything. Spoiler alert, by the way. You mentioned Paul Daniels Riddler, Ben. He's a scene stealer. He is fantastic. I love everything about his character. But you know where I'm going with this, Ben. My man, Colin Farrell, the Penguin. I love every second of this guy's performance. You really do not see Colin Farrell in here at all. And I just, I love that whole Rada Alada scene when he's like, you guys speaking bad Spanish or something? You guys are two of the worst tickets I've ever seen. You know, I, I love all that stuff. I love that car chase he and Batman have. It's so good. But I, his Penguin, and it's just... It, it, I, it's a it's a very addictive performance from because I just I just love what he brings to that role and every time I go back and revisit I just want more and more of this character and I'm glad we're getting a solo series of it because I really want to see him and rise you know rising and his how he handles his criminal empire so I can't wait to see that explored in that HBO Max series. I love this more grittier Alfred as well. I like how this is an Alfred where he's not going to take Bruce's shit. Because this is supposed to be like a 26, 20, like a 20, mid 20 year old Batman and Bruce Wayne. And I love how he's like, hey, Bruce, you're Bruce Wayne. You got to go and do this shit. You know, so I, I love all that stuff. Uh, for a three hour runtime, I thought it moved very well. I thought all of the detective work done here was excellent in the way Batman and in, uh, inspects crime scenes. I like, you know, especially with the, what was it, the contact lens or whatever, how he goes and analyzes uh, everything. And his his tech too, it didn't feel modern. I don't think we talked about that before, but like it felt very sort of like how like the Incredibles has like that old school feel, but it's it, it kind of felt like that a little bit. I don't know if I'm if I'm explaining it right, but it kind of felt a little old school because uh, some of his tech a little vintage. bit. What'd you say? Vintage. Yeah, there there you go. That's what I'm looking for. It felt a little vintage. Some of his stuff, so I I, I did appreciate that. This is a movie we talked about a lot, not because it just came out recently. So I'm trying to be careful. I don't try to repeat a lot of what I'm saying, but there's just a lot I love about this movie. And like I said, the main thing is just Gotham and its supporting characters, the, the, the characters inhabiting this awesome world that Matt Reeves created for us. I can't wait for the 
you know, for the HBO Max series that we're going to get and the Batman 2. I hope we're doing a Court of Owls. I would love to see that Court of Owls Batman, Batman sequel. That would be awesome. And Pattinson was just so freaking good in this role. I cannot express enough. I've always said this, though. Ben Affleck is probably my, fav- my, my best of both worlds in terms of my favorite Bruce Wayne and Batman. I think Pattinson is my favorite just pure Batman and Christian Bale is my favorite just pure Bruce Wayne. So it, it's weird how I kind of, you know, characterize all that. But I think Pattinson here does such a great job as Batman. So freaking good. And the acting done with his eyes is so freaking great. So I'm going to leave the rest of Zach because I know he he's going to explain it a lot better than I probably did. But yeah, I, I, I just love this movie so damn much. It's dark. It's rainy. The streets. What day is it? It's June 28th, 9-11 p.m. The streets are raining rapid. I can't monologue, man. That's all for that's all noir stuff I can't do. Yeah, this movie's freaking amazing, dude. It's one of the coolest movies of the year so far. It's definitely top three. It was number two for me, but X, I just love X so much from this year earlier this year. Anyways. Batman, incredible movie, incredible Batman movie, incredible just everything Reeves has done. Like, I never doubted him one bit. It's just from that DC fandom trailer, trailer. I think that was like the first time me and Rod ever went live, too. Like, that's how powerful that trailer was. It brought me into a different spectrum for my Instagram page. And it was such a, a badass trailer. It had that song, had the Nirvana song in it. And then they incorporated in the movie. It's fits a noir aspect of it well i just get chills thinking about like my theater experience with this especially the dolby there was i think it was the third third time i watched it it was in the dolby theater and i was like smack down the middle of the theater and like i was anticipating every scene like i was just so excited like from the riddler's opening chilling opening of, of killing the mayor and then you go into like uh, the score and the buildup and the fear that Batman has laid into Gotham since day one. And just the slow buildup and like the dramatic score of him coming from the shadows is freaking beautiful. Again, perfect pacing. There's not a dull moment in this film. Yeah, you can save the moment between Catwoman and Batman like on the Bat Signal Tower where they're like, talking each other's feelings you could say that's kind of like the downtime moment i love that moment man so good i love that moment too i did not like mind that whatsoever the downtime is perfect you need downtime in the movie i think the script and the performance has held it up way just so perfectly helped it it elevated it so well um of course zoe kravitz is amazing pattinson's incredible that his you mentioned a lot rod his eye movement the scene towards the end where he um he's like hearing riddler's plans through the video and he's like looking the map there's one eye is like up more than the other and it's like total fear that's the first time he has felt like he like doesn't know what's going on and it really shows and really shows how naive he is still as batman and it's so 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 well so well done and i think for the film for a super or modern comic book movie with limited action in it i think the action is very powerful throughout there's like that car chasing is flawless like actually feels earned here exactly every moment feels earned totally um the car chase scene is one of the best scores ever just the 
Batman done, done, done. Hearing that in Adobe, just the rev yeah. of the edge and everything. Oh my god, I'm so just that, that epicness. It's, so it's good. It's it's the reason why I love movies, man. Like you know, Multiverse of Madness. That's totally like a direct my my Sam Raimi fanboy in me, and like performance wise and everything. But on the technical aspect, the Batman is the best technical film so far this year. From that or Top Gun Maverick, yeah, I would probably yeah, Top Gun, oh yeah, 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 Top Gun Maverick too. But like just from the cinematography, the visuals, the sound editing. And score everything it's just so well done man well hold on northman probably actually oh, <laughs> yeah were you gonna say one ben funny mentioning uh top gun because the the score during that car chase scene like you're saying is called highway to the anger zone yeah 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 that's one of the best oh, that's yeah. one of the best scores man and then um the one scene that's really underrated is when he's coming off the dome. He blows it all up, and it's just like the moment of silence, and then the dun dun dun, and him like landing down. Man, I'm gonna go watch this movie now. Probably, I, it's just so so well done, man. And then Paul, you mentioned it, Paul Dano, the perfect the perfect casting, man. His chilling weird kind of funny kind of self-awareness in him that he has in it is amazing again like Heath like Heath was with joke like you want to see a magic trick it's the same type of feel and um the scene where uh the cop goes which one are you and then he goes you tell me and like it's just the way he says it is so so cheeky it's so cool and then of course the the interrogation scene is just so well done and it's just such a cool movie i think the one scene that we all agree with is the barry kerrigan joker scene that's the one that probably should have been cut out but whatever no movie's perfect but again just a just a great movie man this is probably one of the best comic movies ever created so it's funny you said that it's my third favorite comic movie of all time i just the more it's just the more I think about it afterwards, after each repeat viewing, I just the more I just appreciate every little detail because there's so much in here that Matt Reeves does. You just appreciate all the aspects of the film, and I, from the score to the little Easter eggs that it does, like I I love the Riddler stuff he did here with the clues and everything. I thought the the clues were kind of pretty creative for the most part. Uh, I want to go back to the action though because I was expecting just based on the trailers we we're going to get a lot of action. I knew it was going to be a detective story. But I was expecting also a lot of action. And we got plenty of action in here. But like you said, it, it, it was what I liked about it was spread out throughout the movie. Like we got a lot more like just character building, you know, world building and detective work here. And that nightclub scene is probably my favorite action scene other than the car chase. I love that first nightclub action scene, which is beating up thugs. And a moment we talked about in the spoiler review that I haven't gone back to yet also is every time he goes back to that club and he get, runs into those two, the, the twins, I love all the interactions with those guys. Really, really funny. Um, and I just love, too, that Batman, or that Bruce comes to the realization that he has to be more than just vengeance, more than this brooding figure. He has to be a symbol, a symbol of hope, and I hope that gets explored more in whatever they're going to call Batman 2. I, I can't imagine they're just going to call it Batman 2. I feel like they're going to call it something. The Batman 2, mind you. There you go, Warner Brothers. This title. There you go. Uh, and I, I love too the we 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 touched on a little bit too Zach the Bruce and Selena relationship. I just like because it, it was really the first person where 
because he's, he's he's kind of a loner, right? For for the majority of this movie, the only relationship he really has with is Alfred, and even that relationship is is a, is a bit it's different, right? With with Selena, I like how I, I just really like their chemistry, and that and she kind of sees Batman for who he is, and Bruce kind of sees like maybe I can have something like a future with this person, and when he has that moment at the end of it, at the wherever they're at, wherever wherever they're at the end of the movie. I think it's like a, a a graveyard almost. Honestly, it's her mom's graveyard. Yeah, her, yeah. Thank you. So when they're there, I was when they have that. He has that moment of, "Hey, come with me. Let's go. Let's go somewhere else and let's live this life together." And again, with the eyes, he sees that bat symbol, and she's like, "Your mind's made up." So look, she's gonna come back in the Batman too. We all know this. So I hope that relationship gets explored more. But I just, I, I love. I just love what they did with the relationship in this movie. I thought it was really well done. So, did you have any other positives, Ben, about the Batman that you wanted to mention? Uh, you guys covered a lot. It looks beautiful. I don't know if you went too much into that, but yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Also, um, I like uh, um, who's the play? Who's the guy who plays uh, Falcone? Uh, John Turturro. Yeah, he's great. Falco, his voice is. And the more like at first, I was like, because if you read the comics uh, or the Long Halloween, I'm just like, he doesn't feel like a Falcone. But there were every rewatch, I'm like, yes, that's Falcone. Just the way his mannerisms, the talking and stuff is so well done. Um, I love the Seven and Fincher vibes. I'm yes, a big yeah. big Fincher fan. And I saw Seven for the first time, like. I think a couple months before this came out and like if you watch that and then watch the Batman you see so many references like mm-hmm. when they're uh, exploring exploring uh the Riddler's like apartment that's through and through Kevin Spacey's like apartment in that uh seven movie it's so so well done um and when Gordon yells what's in the box yeah, yeah. no he doesn't no, no, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> gotcha you can't hear me like that. <laughs> um oh and the one of the most chilling, thrilling scenes in the movie is the uh, funeral scene when the first, mm-hmm. uh, like when uh, he has a neck, is it a neck bomb? Yeah. Yeah, and when he has a neck bomb, or the scars guard dude has a neck bomb around him. Um, it's just so well done. This just so, so, so like paced perfectly and thrilling and chilling and every adjective I could think of. Um, yeah, Except... I will throw in my negative there when it's it's cool when Batman shows up and the music's playing and stuff, but at, at that point there is a timed explosive and he just comes out of the shadows real slow and you're like, okay. Or I was there like, is, let's speed up a little bit. There is, I thought that too. That was like a nitpick for me too for but I was like, wait, he can't just go go run up there because they're gonna shoot him. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. You guys think there's cops holding guns there, they're gonna shoot a random guy running up there. Um <laughs> sure. That's the way I see it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's also a bomb too. He didn't know how the bomb worked or how close he could get it before it goes off. So look, I get it. I get he it. Was, I do. He was he was still kind of close when it went off too. I that's every action movie has that. But I think my one negative though, I wish there was more cameos. I wish we got Harley Quinn. You know, and, <laughs> exactly. You know, Mister Freeze and stuff. I just wish <laughs> other multiverses of Batman. I wish Keaton popped up just for a little cameo. You know. Oh man, that would have been perfect. Keaton just randomly <laughs> showed up. Man, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Then fighting on that in the, in the stadium together. Yeah, that would have been great. 
and they're all and then Keaton Patson are down the ground. They're like, we need help. And then Bell just pops out of nowhere. And you hear the Hong Zimmer score. <laughs> I don't know if he, if Breeze meant to do this, but when the movie started and you see the kid and the family, I was like, oh my God, are we about to do another <laughs> Bruce I, yeah. Wayne and the in the parents' death again? So I don't know if he was like meant to trick the audience, like, gotcha. Nope. I, I feel yeah. like it was. But I was like, no, Reeves, please don't do not do this again to us. We we get it. And I like how they didn't do that. But what I do like about the parents is it's they weren't always all good, right? You know, his father made some mistakes. Yeah, maybe he didn't realize, but he probably should have known going to Falcone was gonna be a bad was going to end end badly. He should have known that, right? So I like how they explored the 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 faults of the way of Bruce's parents that they weren't all this high image that we like to see our parents and that they, that they did have faults. Yeah. So I, I like how that was explored too. And that hospital Which, scene between him and Alfred was beautiful. That's what I, I love say. that. Yeah. I was about to say, and then at least Alfred, like any circus is not like, he's not like Kane or, you know, even uh, Jeremy Irons level yet, but he still is a great Alfred for what he did. And the scene like kind of heartbreaking lines, like you needed a father, Bruce. That's just, <laughs> perfectly represents their relationship at the moment i think it's going to be explored more again this is not so much a bruce wayne story i think people will realize that more when the second movie comes out is this is going to be a complete trilogy arc where it goes from batman to bruce wayne and i think once they see all connected and reese has the game plan of it all i think it's going to be a more beloved you can say this movie is already pretty beloved um even though Twitter is starting to have the that have you know figure out some faults in it, we all we all know how film Twitter works. Yeah, but I, yeah, this is one of the greats for me. I, I I truly do love this movie. All right, well there you have it. So uh, I'll run through the movies again. You ready? And here we go. Number eleven wow. is Batman <laughs> and Robin. Shout out to uh, my buddy Garrett at work who. I hope jokingly said he really likes this movie. Uh, told me that today. Number 10, Batman Forever. Nine, Batman Returns. Eight, Batman, 1989. Number seven, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Is that right? Is that the dumb subtitle? Uh, six, wow. the, Dark, <laughs> the Dark Knight. No, it's not that bad. The Dark Knight Rises. Five, Batman Begins. Four, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, three, the Lego Batman movie. Two, the Dark Knight, and one, Catwoman. Zach, you hacked my. Okay, no, number one is the Batman. So there you go, everyone. (laughs) And Kenneth just texted me saying, I'm assuming you guys finished. I was like, yep, we just wrapped up. (laughs) So, Kenneth, you are here in spirit with us, my friend. Yes. But I'm sure we'll talk about Batman again in a few (laughs) weeks. So, yep. At that time, we'll help. Don't worry. We'll have Kenneth back on here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that will do it guys for our Batman ranked episode talk about all good and some bad of the Batman universe so far Zach where can people find you online my fellow simp uh, you can follow me on Instagram where I post all the simp news and the simp photos and Zach loves everything I also yeah, do some movies a lot of Dua Lipa Sweet Jesus. a lot of Dua Lipa a lot of other whoever I, I like that week Chloe uh, Bennett recently Chloe Bennett recently. I mean, how can you not like Chloe Bennett? But he's yeah. been trying to get me on that train for the past like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> <The> shield, Rod. 
get so good. The first eight episodes and you're good. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, God. yeah, Zach, Zach loves everything. Um, and then my layer box, Zach TR. And I'm going to end it with hashtag restore the Agents of Shield verse. Agree. Very much agree. Okay, you can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast and email us with your what's so funny? Motherfucker, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he just had to. He just had to. He couldn't help himself. You really couldn't help yourself, could you? One more hashtag. Nope, no more hashtags for you. Criterion Catwoman 2004. Uh, not behind that one as much. Uh, you can email us at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com that's rb like rod ben dot the infinity film podcast at a gmail.com let us know your favorite at a gmail.com at a gmail.com <laughs> anyone right, pick, pick a gmail uh email us <laughs> let us know your favorite batman movie ben, we start doing that we should just like start throwing like two like three different gmails and see what happens yeah. I mean, nothing's going to happen, actually. I can just tell you that right now. Yeah, probably not. I don't even know why I said that. After dark, Ben. After dark. First person to email us gets a shout out on the next episode. Go. There you go. Now. Do it now. now. So, as always, Zach, it's always a pleasure having you on, my friend. Ben, it's the 4th of July weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Enjoy the holiday weekend, Ben and Zach. And to all you guys out there, have a safe, wonderful 4th of July, whether it's at the movies or chilling at the home with the family or friends or catch it up on shows and other movies we hope you guys have a safe relaxing holiday weekend and we will see you guys next time Ava Maria <laughs> <laughs>